okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. Yo, I know y'all ain't playing skee-ball. <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. supremacists actually were kind of cool to me so like obviously i wonder why i wonder why <laughs> like obviously when i'm walking down the street here on in the real world um if a white supremacist was to say hello to me i probably would you know say hi and then not want anything to do with them so but in prison it's a little different everyone has or at least most people not you know myself i don't have any markings so, white supremacists liked me, um, or at least they liked what I looked like. So, I was approached by a good amount of them that, you know, wanted to pretty much just ask if I needed, like, protection and shit, but sure. I wasn't really, I, I'm, I'm cool. I don't really need protection or anything like that. So, all I did was, you know, play softball and shit anyway, so yeah. I really stayed out of the way. But, um, so, fucking... White supremacists, again, got along with them, but I didn't talk to them very often. Um, there was one dude, though. I'd seen him a couple of times at the chow hall. And again, you're in prison. You don't really want to talk to people. <laughs> you don't want to talk to people unless you really know them. Yeah. Right? So, Because you don't know how long someone's been locked up. You don't know what their headspace is like. You don't know what their charge is. And if somebody's in prison for, let's say, murder... They might not think twice about at least beating the shit out of you, sure. right? And if you're disrespectful, uh, I'm I'm only a visitor there, right? So if I'm disrespectful, they're, they're gonna they live there permanently. They're there for a long time. Yeah, I'm not there for very long, right? So like I'm not gonna try and disrespect anybody or anything like that, right? So with that being said, again, I'm I've been approached by these people, so I forget uh, like what the right type of like. Uh, Tone is right. Sure. So I, I wanted to preface this story by telling what it's like to be a white supremacist in a prison in Ohio. Right? Sure. It's uh, it's pretty lucrative. It's pretty lucrative business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I, this is about uh, it's probably about a month before I'm getting released. Right. So um, I'm very comfortable. You know, I I've, I've got my friends and shit, and like I'm you you get to recognize the faces. Right. It's not like it's not like I recognize every person at this camp because there's a lot of people. Well, okay, well, I'll figure it out. Where do you have the preface? We'll get to the story then. Yeah, just okay. do the story. I'll figure it out and edit. Yeah. So, white people suck is where I was kind of going with that. Sure. Um, white people in prison suck. So, okay, so really we were cool to you because the way you right, look. White, white supremacists were cool to me because of the way I look, and I had kind of already like learned how people acted and shit. So, like, that was my preface. So now. On to the story. So, every day in prison, you have a very, very, you know, tight schedule. You know, you get counted at the same time. You eat lunch, breakfast, and dinner at the same exact times. You go. To, there's lights on and lights out at the same time. Right by the numbers, right? So, it was lunch chow. It was lunch chow. Sorry, excuse me. It was dinner chow. Dinner chow. Because breakfast and dinner chow are usually a lot lighter than lunch because in prison, a lot of people cook for themselves. So, okay. um 
because there's you know there's food there's food boxes people can buy and then commissary so for lunch a lot of people don't eat the state food or they'll make their own food so it was dinner time because there wasn't a lot of people and uh so i walk in with my buddy and my buddy is also a white supremacist he had a big old swastika on his chest right here i was like i remember i asked him about it i was like hey uh you white supremacist and he looks down and he's like nope <laughs> i was like i like you i was like i kind of like you man and I, I ended up becoming my buddy in there so yeah. uh but just the way he said it he was usually like, nope <laughs> <laughs> but after talking to him a little more and that's the thing you know not to, not to go off topic too much but that's the kind of the cool thing about maybe not cool but once you learn like once you're in there and like learn that people are just people, it doesn't matter if they have, you know, uh, a swastika on them or they have, you know, a blood or a crib or, you know, their KF or anything like that. Like a lot of people just respect each other no matter what. And like, it was cool. It was, again, I keep saying cool, but it was interesting. I would say that like, I would be walking around with this dude with a swastika on his chest and he'd be dapping up black dudes. They'd be like, Hey mm. truck, what's up, man? What's up? Like they respected him. Like it was cool because they knew him. From the streets. They knew him from when he was, like, on the streets or whatever town he's from. So, I don't know. I don't know if I would call that cool. But right, right. I just think it's a different it's a different world in inside of a penitentiary, right? Sure. So, again, anyway, so me and my Nazi friend, we go, we go to dinner. <laughs> me and my Nazi friend are going to dinner. Sure. And um, we walk in. And the way the chow hall was set up, it's got two different sides. But you walk in, and there's one line, and... I was in a low security prison, so it didn't matter. Like, it wasn't like there were people getting beat up or stabbed in in this chow hall. It was a fucking chow hall. Like, sure. imagine like a imagine like a um like a college, like um you know how they have like their or imagine like a hospital cafeteria. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was like a hospital cafeteria. You walk in, you get your food, you sit down and walk out. Right. Yeah. So, um, I walk in and it's nothing but white dudes in there. Right. Yeah. And like and again. On the outside, in like in, in the in the real world, I don't notice those things, but yeah. in prison, I notice that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not it's like, why is it only white people in here? Right? So I walk in, and I'm sitting there in line, just shooting shit with my buddy, and the guy who's standing in front of me in line is a white dude, big white dude, bald head, and tattooed all over, and on the back of his head it says Vice Spots. Now it's German. Okay. Now I took four years of German in high school. I don't remember a lick of it. Sure. Vice spots. I'm like, I know vice is white. I know that. But I'm like, spots? I'm like, that could be play. Maybe he has white play on the back of his head. Let me ask him. (laughs) (laughs) And Okay, so I don't know what I was thinking. I really don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I think it's my ADD or something, but I'm sitting there while my buddy is talking at me, and I'm sitting there just looking at the back of this guy's head, pretty much just trying to recount in my head like a 1990s, like, fucking computer this steam's coming out of my head like what does that word mean man yeah and i don't have google i don't have a phone i can't this is prison i'm like then listen you don't realize how much google is a part of your life until you're sitting there like what does that mean like so you need google more <laughs> yes, than you dude. ever knew you needed ever it. needed in your life dude yeah quick side note we were trying to figure out what the fucking uh uh, the capital of Pennsylvania was for like an hour and a half, dude. Mm. Like we, I asked probably thirty people, "What the, the capital of Pennsylvania?" Pfft, dude, it's Pittsburgh. Oh, it's not Pittsburgh. I keep running around. What's the capital of Pennsylvania? It's Philadelphia. No, it's not. I keep running around. Finally, I end up going to the fucking CO. I go to the corrections officer, like, "Sir, I, 
I can't. What's the capital of Pennsylvania? He's like, oh, pulls out his phone. It's Harrisburg. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so I had to freak out about the Pennsylvania thing. So, all right. So, anyway, so back to the main story. I asked the guy, again, he's standing in front of me. On the back of his head, it says Vice Spots. Okay. And I tap him on the shoulder. It's white something. <laughs> tap him yeah. on the shoulder. Another, another light mistake. Tap him on the shoulder and I say, hey, uh, I know what vice means, but what does spots mean? And he turns around. At first, at, I think tapping the person on the shoulder in prison is a no-no, but I'm not sure. sure now. But I tap him on the shoulder. He turns around and looks at me and looks down. Again, I'm six foot, so he, had, he looked down at me. And then he turned back around without answering me. And then he tapped on the dude in front of him and had him turn around. So now I have two white supremacists. Really three, if you count my quote-unquote buddy. Because they turn around and look at me, and my buddy turns around and looks the other way. I'm like, are you fucking serious right now, dude? So I have two white supremacists looking straight down at me. Yeah. And my buddy turns the other way. Oh, shit. And they go, he goes, means pride. And turns back around. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) You thought you were going to die. I thought I was going to get, oh, my God, dude. I was like. And in the moment, though, I'll tell you this. In the moment, you know, I'm just like, hey, and this is how fast it happened. I'm like, hey, hey, what, is, what does spots mean? And he turns around and goes, it's pride. And turns back around. But I swear to God, that was like a million minutes, dude. I was like. Oh, my God. Dude, because this is a big motherfucker. This is a dude. And he's definitely there for murder. Like, I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and try to read a book by the cover or anything like that. But this dude's here for murder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This dude is here for killing somebody. And. I'm very glad that I was white in that moment and made a white mistake, like ask a white person what white pride was. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I probably would have gotten at least punched on if I wasn't white. So that's my story about uh, asking a white supremacist what white pride means. So, right, so I understand you got on Grinder to buy weed the other yeah, day. Yeah, so I got on Grinder to buy weed the other tell day. Tell that to me. I'm straight. <clears throat> I don't know if I've told you that before. So straight. So straight. Just preempting the story yeah. with, I am so straight. I downloaded Grinder to buy weed. I'm so yeah. straight I got on a gay app so I could get marijuana. I tried Kick. I tried Kick at first. I tried Googling. Drug dealers didn't work. So I, uh, by recommendation of a, a, a gay friend of mine, strictly platonic, uh, a gay friend of mine, he said to go to Kick, or I'm sorry, not Kick. He said go to Grinder for the weed. Uh, grinder for weed. Grinder for weed. He okay. said that if I were to go on Grinder, I could find people on there that are soliciting drugs. I guess, man. Okay, so now, just I mean, just to clarify here. You had you had a guy, you're like your drug dealer. Yeah. You hit him up. Yeah. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. Well, so yeah. this is almost kind of like Reservoir Dogs, where he's talking about the weed drought. It's a bit, it was right? a, yeah. He's like, it's like, it's like, nobody had fucking anything. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a yeah. bit of a drought for me. I don't, it's more of an anti-social type of thing. I just don't, I don't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. So, yeah. uh, I download Grinder, and, uh, again, I'm straight, I'm just looking for weed. So, my profile is my name, my face, and just my description, which is looking for weed, 
Hee hee, smiley face. Or winky face, not smiley face. Winky face. Winky face. See, for you're leading some gay dudes on. <laughs> you're like, looking for weed, winky face. Looking He's like, weed. and some dick. Looking for weed. Hee hee, winky yeah. face. Okay. All right. So, within, I would say, 40 milliseconds, um, I had already had six hits. I mean, I was probably the best looking dude on Grinder at that moment. I felt amazing. I bet. I, yeah. felt, I was blushing. From head to toe. If you're having self-esteem problems, get on Grindr. If you're having self-esteem issues, men, you are a king. Okay, get on Grinder. You will you will learn that you are uh, an ant in a large ant hill. It is it is a very very fun. Anyway, so okay, so I get on Grinder. Within a second, I'm getting message from all these different people, right? So I messages this guy back. I'm like, hey man, um, this guy messages me and said, hey, how's it going? Right, pretty normal. I said, hey man, um, honestly, I'm just looking for weed. And he messages me back and says, really? That's it? And I say, yeah, that's it. And he's like, cool. Well, I think I could help with that. And uh, I immediately got giddy like a school child. I felt like I had found weed and, you know, my life was going to be great. So I say, cool. What do I got to do? Uh, and he says, nothing. Just let me send you a picture of my butthole. <laughs> so he sends me a picture of his butthole. And, uh, I mean, if I gotta be honest, you know, this is just you and me talking in a room, buddy. It was a good looking bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, attractive gentleman, you know, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock him for being, you know, sending butthole pictures, you know, got, I, I said, nice butthole, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking for weed right now. So if you could help me out, that would be great. So he didn't like that. He said, well, what about a threesome? Mm, and I said, well, you got the weed. <laughs> yeah. So he sends me a picture of this chick who was gorgeous. And I said, yeah. He, well, he asks, would you want to have sex with her? I said, yeah, of course. Yes. So he messages back and says, well, I can help you out, but I want you to have sex with both of us. Oh, Jesus. Now, oh, Jesus. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm pinching the bridge of my nose. Yeah. Thinking. I mean, there's steam blowing out of my ears. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? $300, an ounce of weed. All I got to do, have sex with this beautiful woman, and then I got to break my gay cherry. What do I do for this <laughs> ounce of weed? I decided we're breaking that gay cherry. I text him back. All right. Where do I meet you? He says, hold on. We got to wait for the guy to message back. Now, the weed guy. Ah, okay. I'm, again, giddy like a school child. I'm playing games. I'm like, hey, I'm about to go get some weed here in a second. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. So an hour passes, probably about an hour passes. He messages me back. He says, hey, two ounces are on the way. Oh, oh boy. Two ounces are on the way. I message back, well, how much are they? And he says, well, they're free, but you have to do something else for us. Oh, and geez. I say, oh, Jesus. And the, and the steam is blowing out of my ears, and I'm holding the bridge of my nose. And I say, what is it? And I don't know how to put this in words. Like, when you're reading it from text, it really is kind of... It's funnier when you're reading it in your head. You're like, well, this is crazy. But when I yeah. say it out loud, it really does sound super absurd. But uh -huh. So what he wanted me to do was he wanted me... What he said is he said the, the weed would be sitting on... He said the weed would be sitting on the, on the uh, counter. Okay. Two, two ounces of weed would be sitting on the counter. He wanted me to come into his house and have my way with his girlfriend or wife or significant other. And then have my way with him 
as rapey as possible. And this is, I wish I had the message still, because I downloaded, <laughs> I, I deleted Grinder because this is ridiculous, but he said that he wanted me to just be as rapey as possible. Rapey as, as possible. As rapey as possible. Oh, For wow. $600, rape him. So I did it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so I ended up not going through with it. And um, I found out that uh, Grinder is not for me. <laughs> I find I found out that... Um, not even for weed, huh? Not even for weed. Now in this moment, you're sitting there and you're talking to your mom about this. You're like... Yes. You're I, like, so this guy wants yes, me to rape I, him and uh, his girl. Yes. So my mom is cool. My mom is very, very cool. She... Likes to, she smokes with me, with weed with me. Uh, she has a medical card and shit. So, you know, when I told her that, but I if you're honest, weed, your mom's low on weed too. So she's like, I mean, I think you should go rape them. <laughs> yeah, I think you should go rape these yeah. people for this weed. I mean, I'd like some weed as well. <laughs> yeah, dude. My mom might have been. My mom might have been on board if we were, we were both low on weed. <laughs> but uh, thank God that my mom was not low on weed because she was just like, here is a joint. Go smoke and. Don't go rape this. Please gentleman. don't rape these Please people. Please don't rape these gentlemen. <laughs> no matter correct. how bad they want you correct. to. Yeah, and it, you know what's funny is the second I, I, <laughs> I don't like to talk to my mom about. I, no one wants to fucking. Talk to, no one likes to talk to their mom about fucking. Yeah. No one wants to talk to their mom about nothing fucking. to do with my but, penis. Do I want to discuss know, with my you mom? You know that it was a real like you. Listen, <laughs> you know that there was a real wheels were turning in my head. If I'm going to my mom, like, should I rape these people? <laughs> But no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It was uh, I don't. Know, it was really funny, man. It's it's one of those things. I really uh, I I, I kind of told you in confidence because I really don't want the world knowing that I downloaded Grinder. But I really don't. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a fucking hilarious story. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we don't have to put it out. No, I, th- I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it's okay. funny. as long as it sounds funny to you, like on the other end, like that's all. Yeah. Matters. Well, like I'll show us a Charles and Dakota. If they think it's funny too, then like fucking. That's all. Yeah. Well, as long as it's funny, dude. But like, yeah. Dude. So when I got to fucking when I got to Noble, the way they do the way they do commissary in the jail is a lot different than the way they do commissary prison. So in jail, you order your commissary on a, on a sheet. You give it to the deputy, and he takes it to commissary. You get a bag full of shit, right? In prison, you go to commissary, and you actually like you give them a, you give them a, you same thing. You give them a list of what you want, but like you actually go and you have a net bag that you fill full of food, right? So I'm in line. I get all the way to it's it's a long line, dude, because they call it by block and they call it by. Uh, they called it by number, not name. They called it by number. So I was seven eight six two nine four was my number. I'm so gonna save that as your contact number. Seven eight six two nine four. Yeah, put an A in front of it. I'm just kidding. I'm like, so I would go with Forrest, which was on like Tuesday or some shit. So, uh, the the thing that was the thing that kind of fucked me over was that we went really really early because we cleaned a lot. So like the way they did it was. If you if the, the 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 block that was the cleanest went first, and then like you know the shittiest block went last type shit, you know what I mean? So the warden would come through and like find out which you know what I mean. So um, we went first because we were so fucking clean apparently. So it was like it was like I don't know, dude. It was like seven or eight in the fucking morning, and um, I go into commissary. I have my list filled out, and I've pretty much got it. I in in my mind, it's perfect. It's got it's exactly to the amount I have in my books. This is exactly what I want. 
It's like coffee, tuna, and pretty much like the essentials type of shit. I get to commissary. I get all the way through the line. I, you know, I've got my net bag and I'm filling, you know, she's putting all, they, they threw it, they throw it through a chute. And you got, there's like these hooks where you have the net bag on. So as they're throwing it in the chute, you pretty much drag it in your net bag and you're, you're putting all the shit in and you kind of play this game where you're trying to remember what you had on your list because the second you walk out the door, they can't do anything, right? So I'm trying to remember and uh, I get everything in my net bag and I look at my receipt because they give you a receipt. I look at the receipt and it's it's like $5 short. I'm like, what the fuck? So I look, I, I walk over, they have a little area where you can check your shit and I walk over and I start kind of digging through and I'm counting everything. And I'm like, what, what am I missing? Oh, I'm missing coffee. Which is, for anybody that's been incarcerated or uh, as a human, you, I mean, fuck, you need cup fucking coffee. Dude. My nigga, I make coffee every day. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, you need... My coffee maker gets as much use as Especially incarcerated, dude. Like, you need coffee to just stay, like, sane, dude. So, they forgot the coffee. So, I walk back up and, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> hi, uh, yeah, you, um... I forgot coffee. There's no coffee in my bag. And she kind of looks at me crazy and she's like, let me see your list. And she, I, so I give her back my uh, receipt or I give her back. She's like, let me see your receipt. So I give her my receipt and she's checking that. She's checking the receipt with my order that I, you know, my order that I placed and she's looking back and forth and she's like, no, see, you, you didn't put coffee down. Or that's what I said. I said, you forgot my coffee. She's like, well, you didn't put coffee down. See, I'm like, oh, well, can you like. Can you just, can you put coffee in there? Like, I'm not going back to commissary for two weeks. Can you just put the coffee in there? No, I can't do that. Please, can you just, sir, you didn't write coffee down, so you don't get coffee. And at that point, I said, fuck you, bitch. And I walk out. Listen, I got no worries in the world. Put the fucking bag over my back, and I start walking back to the block. I'm, I'm high in the world. I'm like, yeah, it's called a CO a bitch. Nothing's going to happen to me. Was I wrong? Damn. So I get back to the block. Boy, I put, were you wrong. We have these metal. We have these metal uh, boxes with a lock, and I, I put. I literally just. I didn't even pour it in. I think I just threw my bag in my box, locked it. I don't think I locked it. Honestly, I, I just walked outside, right? Because that's like what I did. I, I would go to commissary, and then I would go outside and work out and hang, shoot shit with my friends, right? So I'm outside, and there's these railings at Noble, and like it's a big hill. So I'm sitting on these railings, with my buddy, and I'm shooting shit. I see my one buddy, there's a, again, it's a huge hill, because it's all the recreation areas at the bottom of the hill, so, fucking, uh, I see my buddy running down this hill, which, kudos to him for the fucking uh, effort he put in, because he yeah. really was like, he was really ride or die in that moment, he's like, Harley, 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 I'm like, my dude, what am I thinking? What the fuck is this guy yelling about, dude? <laughs> like, and that, I'm annoyed. What? His name was Squirrel. He's, they call him Squirrel. He runs up. Harl. I'm like, what? He's like, the Sarge is throwing your shit, man. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they took your TV, man. What? So I walk inside, and uh, lo and behold, my entire bunk had been essentially just thrown on the ground. So they took my box, which had all my shit in it. They took and poured it upside down, threw my bunk on the bed, or threw my, like, pretty much, like, the bed 
the bedding thing. Yeah, the mattress, the mattress whatever you fucking call it. Yeah, the mattress. They threw that on the floor. They took my fan, they, which was in the middle of summer. They took my TV. They took two pairs of shorts, which were altered. And then uh, they took something else. I forget what. But they took a lot of my shit, which was altered. Because they can, if, if anything, so this is a little bit of a fucking, like, this is kind of fucked up. They sell you a sewing kit in the commissary, so that way you can sew your own clothes and, like, you know, keep them right. But if they're sewed, they're altered, so it's contraband. Uh-huh. So if anything's been altered, they can take it. If, if anything. If there's a single stitch on it, they can take it. So, I'm, I'm lucky because all of my shorts were secondhand and had been altered, but they only took two pairs. So, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got my shit taken. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I, I went, I went through the rest of my time without a TV, which was okay. I just ended up reading the entire time. So, huh. yeah, that was the extent of that. Yeah. So yeah, I called late. Yeah. You don't want to do that anymore, right? Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do that again. That's probably what they thought. That's exactly what. That's they exactly what they thought. Yeah, they, yeah, that's exactly what. If they you thought, had yeah. like six more months, I guarantee you would have done it again. I thought about doing it like when I left because I went to commissary like the day before I left. Are you bet you'll see that? I ass, really, I really thought about calling her. <laughs> oh, I really, really thought shit. about doing it again, but I'm all I did. I actually apologized to her. Shit, For I real, know. like I actually the and my dude, my because dude, my dude. I told my dude, I'm like, I think I'm on commissary restriction because I was on commissary restrictions. Yeah. But they let me shop like the day before I left and I had like 15 bucks on books and I made the stupid uh, decision to, like I said, it's a shoot so it's like this big and like there's glass but they can't hear you unless you like talking to the shoot. I'm like, ma'am, I don't know if you remember me but I called you a bitch like two weeks ago. <laughs> my dude is like, stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky she didn't hear me because like I really I really probably would have gotten put on commissary station again granted that was like the day before I left but like I was still like I really wanted to like say sorry because I really in the moment I wasn't thinking you know what I mean I really was sorry like I didn't I didn't mean to like I don't want to yeah. I don't want to call women bitches you know what I mean like yeah. so sure. granted she's an asshole I should have right. just called her an asshole right you know what I mean but Oh, was you scrapping in prison? Uh, uh, I scrapped in jail. I didn't scrap in prison. I scrapped oh. in jail. But uh, what the fuck happened there? Um, so I had a lot of like PTSD. I don't know if it was PTSD or like just anxiety dreams. Uh. But I had a lot of nightmares when I got to jail. Like every night. Mm. So like I would wake up um, like super angry and just like really just like uh, like I would wake up upset, right? So like just super emotional and anxious and shit. And this one night. Very, very, like, very, very vivid dream. Yeah, very vivid uh-huh. dream of, like, this specific, specific dude in the same uh, block as me, uh, like, ridiculing me. That was my dream, right? But this dude was, like, like just a, a piece of shit. I don't know why in my dream I was this one dude was pointing and laughing at me, right? So I wake up and I'm already in a bad mood because I have this dream about this dude. And they, the first thing this dude says to me is talking shit about this guy who's sleeping and not helping clean up. So, I don't know what came over me. I don't know if this was me, like, trying to fight for clout or something. But the second I woke up, I brushed my eyes off, and I wake this dude up. I say, get the fuck up, bro. You're cleaning. So, you're not going to walk around here with your fucking onion stompers. 
It's dirtying up the fucking place. Get off your fucking rack and clean the toilet. He didn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, that really is like, it wasn't in my nature, like, it's not in my nature to do that, but I was just so, like, frustrated, and, like, I just, I saw red because this dream, and, like, this dude. Yeah. And I was like, get the fuck up and clean, bro. I think That's that not the right messed, way to talk to people. The, I think your dreams just kind of messed with your psyche mm-hmm. at that point, because... My psyche was fucked when I got to jail. Well, like, for real. Like, because, like, for you to wake up, waking up in a bad mood is not mm-hmm. uncommon with, like, vivid... Especially around 24 other dudes who are, like... Also, like, not in a good well, headspace. Not, you know I mean? to, not to be fair, like, I wake up sometimes, like, from bad dreams, and, like, it has bothered me when yeah. I first woke up. And, yeah. like, Tiff, like, yeah, yeah, she yeah. even, like, she even has that. She'll be like, she'll have a bad dream. She'll be like, yeah. oh, you left me for somebody, or, like, this, <laughs> sure. that, or the other. And yeah, it's, like, yeah, you know, yeah, typical, yeah. typical, it's like, girlfriend It's a dream, babe. Just go back so, to sleep. <laughs> so, it's, like, it's, but it's, like, it's stuff like that that, like, it genuinely will affect you. It will affect you, yeah. More than people, like, realize, and... So when I woke up, I told him to pretty much get to work, uh, which is not the right way to wake somebody up, especially in jail. Um, so he he jumps out of his rack, and the way that the way that it's kind of designed, like the bathroom, it's not a bathroom; it's a fucking toilet, like on the in other the side, middle in the middle of the room, right? Yeah. So like I'm cleaning the like I got up immediately and just started cleaning because like in this pod, everyone ha- there's different rules to different pods. The rules are set by the pod father, essentially, is what he's called. And the pod father's just been there the longest. So he gets the best rack and he kind of sets the rules and the tone for the for the pod. The rules were wake up, clean. Because they only get they only give you cleaning supplies in the jail between like nine and ten AM. So you have to wake up and you have to clean. Between those times, or else they're gonna take the cleaning supplies away. You know what I mean? So I get up aggressive, I tell the dude to start cleaning. I go back, start cleaning the toilet. He jumps out of his rack and he starts talking shit and you know, I'm kinda I'm out of my headspace, but I'm still talking shit back, right? It's at that moment that he reaches into his box, because everyone gets a uh, tote box where you can keep your belongings. He reaches in, and this dude, in hindsight, was ready for a fight. Mm. He was really ready for a fight, because he pulls out a uh, a sock with soap in it, and he starts twisting it around, doing this fucking thing. Like he's oh, a fucking ninja. Like trying to intimidate you, basically. He's like, what's up? What's up? Type of shit. I laugh. Alright, bet. Give me a second. I was in bare feet and Crocs, by the way. So I'm wearing no socks and Crocs. You put them in sport mode? I said, hold up. Give me a second. Let me put some socks on. I go walk over smiling still. Put some socks on. So I walk over. I'm, You know, I square up and everything. And he's squared up and he's still doing his fucking ninja thing. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know if it was because I'd just been working out for the past, like, months I'm fucking like getting into it, but I thought that I was able to. I thought that I would be able to launch off of the bunk beds and bicycle kick this dude into the wall. That's what my. That's what happened in my head, right? So you, you were Luke Kang in your mind. I was Luke Kang in my mind, right? So I'm thinking that I'm just gonna launch off this fucking like bunk bed because there's two bunk beds near near like kind of like close near. So I'm gonna I'm gonna launch off these bunk beds and I'm gonna spear kick this guy into the wall and it'd be over, right? That'd be sweet, huh? It's not what happened. I I, I, <laughs> I don't have the upper body strength to launch myself off anything, let alone the lower body strength to kick somebody in the chest. So I'm kind of just wobbling there for a minute. <laughs> well, this dude is still like, you know, swinging this thing around. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So I'm kind of fending him off of my foot for a second. And eventually 
he swings with the with the uh, he swings with the um, soap with the soap and hits me in the arm, and immediately I just kind of I go in, I elbow him, and I start kind of clobbering. Like I'm not really, I'm not a fighter, man. Like I'm not the tactical like oh left right boom. Like I'm not that guy. It's like how can I get you to bleed as fast as possible? So I'm just clobbering, and he's clobbering. We're hitting each other. And it's probably like, um, not even a minute. It's probably 10 seconds of us punching each other until he grabs me like around the waist and he puts his head down. I put him in a guillotine, which to anybody listening to this is just where a person's, a person's chin is on the inside of your bicep, not the outside. So when you lock a person in, they cannot, they can't leave. It's illegal in every single fucking sport, but in a fight in jail, it's completely legal. So it's, uh, I'm putting him in a guillotine, and uh, legality went up. <laughs> I I start to sink him in, and I yeah, bring him down to the ground, and he's I'm I'm sinking it all the way in, and I'm at this point. Let's not make it. I don't want to. I'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat it. I'm screaming in this guy's face like a fucking Viking. I'm like, you ready to die? <laughs> This is a little embarrassing afterwards because, like, everyone was laughing afterwards, but, like, they were dapping me up because they thought it was funny. But I'm like, you ready to die, bitch? You ready to die, bitch? And I'm choking this dude. I'm like, you ready to die, bitch? And I'm laughing, dude. It's a little fucking crazy in hindsight, but I'm screaming and laughing. <laughs> and he does the fucking... I call it... This is what they call it in the fucking army. A death, a death, uh, a death girl. Or not a death girl. A fucking... Uh, it's a fucking uh, death gurgle, not death gurgle, death gurgle, where they make that last lit, like oh, that last noise. Mm-hmm. That's them. They can't do anything else. That's they're yeah. they're pretty much knocked out. So I let go. What's this dude do? Get up. He gets up and starts to try to punch me again. Like dude, and I'm already on the ground. I'm underneath, kind of a. I'm like I had him in a weird angle. Yeah. So I'm kind of, once I let him go, I kind of end up underneath the bunk bed. And uh, long story short, he ends up getting up. I, uh, I sucker, because he, he ends up sucker punching me, so I sucker punch him back, but it was a kick to the face. And uh, <laughs> you sucker kicked him. <laughs> I, I sucker kicked him in the face. I sucker punched him with my he said, foot. He's like, he's like, all right, stop, stop. He said, stop. He did this. He puts his hands up, He's and he puts his head down. He's like, stop. After he sucker punched me, I call him a bitch again and I kick him in the face. And, uh, yeah, that was my fucking, that was my first jail, like, real jail fight. I got into a couple more, but, like, that was the real, like, one-on-one, like, I was fucked up. Because he actually fucked me up. Like, he was a, he was, like, he's a big dude. This big fucking, like, I mean, he was really ugly, but he was. What is that? He was ugly as fuck, dude, but, like, I don't know, he's just. This is big dude, man. And, like, he slept on the floor in the day room for, like, a fucking, like, month and didn't shower. I'm like, dude, like, you got to fucking shower, man. Like, I, I couldn't let some stinky guy beat me up is what I'm saying. Like, he was an ugly, stinky dude. He looked like Shrek. Yeah. That's why I told him. I'm like, don't fucking bring your onion stompers around me. This comes full circle. And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I ended up having just pretty much a bad bruise, if I got to be honest. I had a busted lip, bad bruise. Um... I don't know, it might have just been because of the tone of the day that I set, but that night, um, an old man ended up getting a laceration to the face from another person, and this is, in hindsight, of course, I mean, I probably deserved it, but they gave me a ticket for my fight because they went back and watched the cameras from the 
fight that night, and they watched the cameras from the entire day. So they're like, oh, well, we we saw him in his fight, but we also saw you from the morning. And it's like, what the fuck? So if that guy hadn't fought that night, I wouldn't have got a ticket. But I got put on commissary restriction and stuff. And I got moved I got moved from the first floor to the second floor, and it was a whole thing. Hmm. Sounds but, uh, ridiculous. To, um, yeah, I mean, to jail... To connect the two fights. Jail is a fucking shit show. So, I mean, like... I, I didn't need to get in that fight at all. But if I had been in a normal setting and I'd had that kind of like reaction to my dreams and my own emotions, I probably wouldn't have gotten into a fight. I probably would have been able to talk to somebody. You know what I mean? But it was the fact that in my dream it was so vivid. Dude's right there. On top of that, he's reciprocating. I guess we got to fight. So... Made me feel better. There you go. In the, mo- in the moment. I was going to say, I guess in the moment. <laughs> in the yeah. moment, it made me feel better. The first girl, I'll call her my girlfriend, but it wasn't really a girlfriend. It was just this girl that, like... Had a penis. Had a penis and one of sex. <laughs> so I went over to her house a couple of times, and I lost my virginity. And One what of the days I went over there, like, I really had to poop after school. <laughs> I, would go after the, I would go there after school, and, like, I knew I had to poop really bad, right? I was like, you know, if I just... Forget about it. It'll probably stop, right? So that's how poop works. That's how poop works, that's right? A so, yeah. That's a gamble. So I'm, you know, I again, I'm new to the whole sex thing, and I, I do it, and you know, we're fucking laying there. I remember, like, I don't know. It, it was, it was. I can't believe I'm telling the story. I'm. Fucking, I was. Uh, if you won't no, no, it, I do, I do. I like okay. just fucking let it happen. Okay. Okay. Let it fucking okay, happen, okay. You piece of shit. Okay. So you was doing the. Sex. So we were doing the sex. And like I was on, I was on top, I guess, and fucking like I just got excited. Hit a solid thrust, flexed everything. Well, turd came out. Okay. It wasn't anything crazy. I mean, imagine like a charging block. Okay, that's a little. It was about the size of a charging block. Sure. You know what I mean, just a little, little baby poop. turd, tiny poop. But it it rolled out on the bed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just was laying there. So I don't think it. I mean. I'm not going to say I don't think my shit stinks, but I don't think my shit stinks in that moment. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It was just a turd, you know what I mean? I'm sure so there's like, a, lot of, a lot of pubic uh, after, smells in the air. After, so. like, I kind of I kind of brushed it off with the back of my hand like a... <laughs> like, a, like, a like an asshole cat. <laughs> like an asshole cat. kind of just batted it off the bed and just forgot about it. And Afterwards, she gets up to go to the bathroom, and I swear she looked right down at the poop. <laughs> <laughs> she walked away. And, uh, I think I kind of just brushed it under the bed. Like, I, oh, <laughs> I, uh, so she definitely had to, like, in the future, like, she was cleaning her... She found some she poop. She was cleaning her room, and, like, that's a poop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's a poop. That's a poop. That's Where a did poop. it come from? That's hilarious. Obviously, I would, I would assume, obviously, me, but... <laughs> Plot twist. Plot twist. She's got she, so many like... dudes over that she doesn't know where the poop came from. <laughs> yeah. you, were, you, you were the third one to shit her bed that night. Someone pooped exactly. in bed. Exactly. Now, I was going to say, plot twist. She pooped too, and she looked at the poop <laughs> when she was walking Wait. away, and she was like, did I? Did I don't know. And then, yeah, so then you left, and she was like, oh, I guess I pooped twice. And she just cleaned him up. <laughs> it's a plot twist. Plot hey, twist. Hey, plot hey, twist. Plot hey, twist. oh! Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. so uh, it wasn't long after that that she was like, you gotta stop coming over. <laughs> <laughs> That's where she found it. 
<laughs> this is petty, and I'll even say this, but uh, I really like because you know you're, I was a kid pretty much. Like I was like only fourteen years old. My dad. And, like I really thought that I was gonna be like my girlfriend, so I bought her like Zoo Tycoon on the computer at Walmart, and I went and, like the way that she like kind of broke it off was she took I gave her Zoo Tycoon out of the door. Like I got you Zoo Tycoon, and she's like, oh, yeah, you kind of like uh, she's like we're not really a thing. I'm like, oh. I just walked away. Did you keep Zoo, zoo Tycoon? No, she, I gave her to her. What? You her. simp. I'm a so uh, simp move. Yeah, but I was 14, dude. I didn't yeah, know. Like, yeah. I was fucking. Oh, like, excuses. Dude, like, like you know, listen. At 14 years old, all you I, were shit in the bed. All I was thinking was like sex, sex and shit. The poop. Bed. Like, <laughs> like, oh shit! I sex. I pooped while I sexed. Yeah, like I, I don't. You ever, you ever came so hard you shit? <laughs> right. Yeah, been there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a, a mess. So yeah, that was uh, I pooped in the bed. That's fantastic. That was a poop in the bed story. There you go. What a story. Yeah, I've got I've got tons of poop stories, man. All right, oh, let's hear it. Let's go. Let's hear it. Uh, I'm blanking. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to like, the game. I bluffed. Man. Oh, did you take DMT? I did take DMT. That's man. cool. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Like the the whole the whole like arcing story of like my DMT experience, I think is pretty funny, right? Okay. Uh, so it was on like a it's kind of on a whim. Sure. Me and my me and my buddy, we were like, you know, we had been eating mushrooms and taking acid and. We're like, let's, let's find some DMT, man. It just so happened that, like, this one dude in town had it, right? So we went over there and, like, you know, we purchased some DMT. And it comes in a powder, right? And he's sitting there giving us, like, a full instruction manual, essentially, on, like, how to take this, right? And the guy was cool, but, like, he kind of... The way he described it was like kind of it was kind of like a crackhead move. He's like, I would go to I would go to the store and buy like one of those crack pipes, and like that's like the best way to do it. You know, one of like the Breaking Bad like yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, we both agreed that like that's just we're not doing we're not that. doing that. We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna smoke a bubble of DMT. Sure. Um, but we went online as we as you do, and we're like, we just literally went to like we typed in how to smoke DMT. There's a guy on YouTube with a fucking Sunny D bottle. He's like, here's how I smoke Here's how I smoke fucking DMT, right? Yeah. So the way you did it was, uh, it's called freebasing. I know you don't know anything, but you have to freebase it, right? So you fucking, you, you take a Sunny D bottle, you cut it in half. Yeah. You, you put tinfoil on the bottom of it, right? So it's like you're freebasing heroin. Right, yes, Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now you got yeah, it. Now you got it. Yeah. So I'm, okay. So I don't. I don't know what the fuck you know, Tyler. I mean, I'm not trying to like sit here and talk on your. I podcast. watch movies. I don't want to talk on your podcast about freebasing drugs. Okay. That's what I I'm watch saying. movies. You know. Come on. So you have to freebase it. Okay. So, but the way that this guy did it was, you know, to make it look the least, you know, fucking sus is, you take the tin foil and a rubber band, and you can, you know. You can put the the substance on the tinfoil, put it up on the Sunny D, use the rubber band to make sure it's tight, and then punch a hole so that way you have a carb to actually, like, you know, put airflow. So, right. Anyway, so you're sitting here yawning, but I wasn't. No, it's just late. I I get up early. It's fine, man. I'm good. What time is it? It's not you. It's... it's What time is it? 11. Oh, wow. I get up early. It's no big deal. All right. I'm not yawning at your story. I'm just yawning at it's 11 and I, you know, get up early. Sweepy. I, I can I can I could take a nap. I can hold my own. <laughs> I can right. hold my own. 
Just, you but, know, you're just going to get a yawn once in a while. This, but look at his hairline. I need you to... Damn it, man. You missed it. Oh, that Rodney guy? Dude, his yeah. hairline has been getting worse and worse. Yeah. And he's got, his hair keeps growing. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how that works. Look yeah, at that. Rodney look, 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 Dunnigan. Yeah, I see him in the reflection. Yeah. He has got so much forehead. And I talk to my mom about this all the time. Like, he started growing that beard... I'm not being a hater, man, but like yeah. his, his hairline, like what the fuck is going on there? I don't get it. It's unnatural. Yeah. Anyway, man. So at the Sunny B, Sunny D bottle, uh, I mean that's that's kind of the funniest part about it is like we use the Sunny D bottle, um, but <laughs> like, we were in. Well, my, I have an unsweet tea. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. got to be Sunny D. Sunny D. Uh, and we actually drank the Sunny D too. Yeah, for sure. So uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, the the kind of sad part about it, I guess, is that I just moved into a new apartment and um, I, there was no furniture there. So I had these two, I had two, they're really nice, but they were lawn chairs. And uh, that was it. It was the only furniture in the entire apartment. Yeah. So like tripping and tripping like. In a on, lawn chair? In these lawn chairs was just like, wow. And DMT is such a short experience. That, like, the entire time I knew we were going to be sitting in these fucking lawn chairs. So, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. But Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could I could, I could, could tell you the only real, the only thing I truly remember from the whole experience, it's only about 15 minutes. So, you hit it and, you know, you're sitting, you're sitting in your chair, your lawn chair. And as you hit it, you're supposed to, like, inhale and then hold it in and as you exhale you're supposed to feel like completely just like you sink okay. you're like you're like whoa and you really do uh i'm pretty sure my eyes were closed but the only thing i really remember uh they, they call it breakthrough you know breaking through you've probably heard that before on the joe rogan yeah. experience but uh breaking through is like where Essentially, people have, like, similar experiences where you kind of go through, like, this interdimensional portal with a bunch of geometrical patterns, and you're supposed to get to, like, this other realm or something where you 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 see, like, these elf-like creatures. It's really weird. It's kind of surreal that people have similar experiences on it and see, see similar stuff. But um, I, didn't, I didn't have that full experience, so I can't really, like, attest to that. But I did have it where this is no bullshit. There was an angel. An angel came down, and I'm sitting, I mean, you know, I'm not in my fucking body. I'm out of body. Yeah, yeah, But I'm sitting there, and the angel comes down, and as the angel comes down, I start to feel, like, overjoyed, overjoyed, happy, like, oh my god, it's happening, like, uh, like I'm getting, like, excited. The angel comes down, and comes to pick me up, and I, dude, this is, like, I swear, like, this is the, cra- it's the craziest shit that's ever happened to me on a psychedelic goes to pick me up and as she's picking me up again like I'm feeling overjoyed and I start to like get excited I start to think like oh it's happening I'm breaking through just as I have that thought it ends hmm right as I have that thought it ends dude I was like, yeah cause it's man. what like maybe 15 minutes like I mean it's, it's short it's really yeah. short and me and my buddy we like woke up at the same time yeah. and the second we woke up we both looked at each other like what the fuck like that was awesome but uh he had, and again, it was his experience, So, but he told me that he saw people coming out of the wall. 
because his eyes stayed open. But he saw people walking out of the wall, very uh, like almost robotically, and peeling off. They were peeling off pieces of his, uh, like face. Hmm. Of course, when he says that, I'm imagining something real gruesome. But I'm sure because it wasn't probably in his experience gruesome. It probably was pretty beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but he imagined or he experienced some people coming out of the wall and like taking off geometrical patterns of his head. Oh jeez! Right. So like that sounds sounds great. Yeah. And, and if I'm putting that kind of overjoyed emotion in it, so and he said he was, oh, it was awesome. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like that, it really is incredible. It doesn't compare to like mushrooms or acid. Mushrooms are, and acid are different. If I if I was to be sitting here looking at you, I would know it's you. I would know, like. You're you. But everything around you would be probably melting. And you yawning and making yeah. that face, I guarantee, would throw me, like, I would be laughing my ass off. I'd be like, <laughs> dude, like, because it would all melt together. and That's really not what, hmm. it's not about the visuals. It's not about the visuals. You really have kind of a, what a psychedelic experience really does for you, like, mentally. Um, can be, like, it can be really beneficial, but also kind of catastrophic, I think. Like, it can it can really affect your psyche. And I know we're really deep into this podcast and I'm not intelligent enough or sober enough to talk about the psyche. Uh, but I've definitely had a memorable trip where I had like a, a breakthrough on like my personal, like mental health where I was like, wow, like I feel way better. But I've also had trips where I like came through and was like, wow, I'm like actually having a nightmare. Mm. So like it, it can be. It can be really beneficial, but also really catastrophic. And I think that's why it's been, maybe not all the way yet, but they're talking about decriminalizing it for, like, therapy. Yeah. Where they use, uh, I think they're really targeting MDMA, which is ecstasy, but uh, using that to, like, talk people, th- use, use it as a tool in talk therapy. Because, like, if you, I think people are really, or I'll tell you, I mean, if you, if you take my sober self to a therapist... It might take a couple of sessions before I really begin to, like, actually figure out what the fuck is going on with me. You know what I mean? Whereas if you take a psychedelic substance, your fears are going to be right there. Everything that's in your... Everything that's fucking you up is right there on display. And if you have somebody that's trained to talk you through it, you might come through the other side. The person I was talking to when I was having that, you know, when I had my really beneficial experience... They weren't trained. <laughs> they were not not trained. what you'd call not a licensed therapist. Call license. So much as a <laughs> drug dealer. Um. Yeah, but I mean, it was definitely where, like, at the end, like, I, I mean, I could literally, I felt like reborn afterwards, like mm. real relieved, like super relief. So, uh, it's trippy. In 2021. Sorry, I real quick. Yeah, Dude, on, I, I told you. I, I told you <laughs> this, is, this is the Jameson. You remember that time you called? Yes. And you were like, "What yes. are you doing?" And I was like, "Not nah, shit." Looking out the window like you. Like I thought that was like <laughs> to me. I thought that was like the funniest fucking thing ever. But I guess it was. No, yeah, you're you're right. No. I was definitely looking so, out the window. Anyways, yeah, continue. <laughs> All right, so um, I played a lot of Scrabble when I was locked up, man. Um, so you got real good at spelling. I got really good. Not only, I mean, to play Scrabble, you kind of have to be good at spelling, but I got really good at learning two letter words, right? So like mm. you're, you know, 
and that just kind of came naturally, right? The two-letter words and the three-letter words and shit. But um, once I started playing Scrabble, I started playing with this guy named Shaka. And uh, he uh, naturally was very good at Scrabble, so we played against each other all the time. And uh, it, used, it, 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 used, it pretty much got to the point where it became... We were very friendly with each other, you know, at the start, because, you know, you're, this is a new person you're playing with, so you're friendly at the beginning. But then it became very competitive, to say the least. So, uh, you know, for example, if I'm playing a word such as AA, which is a word, um, I would slap it on the table and call him a bitch and say, what you going to do about that? So this would happen every single morning at about 7 a.m. Uh, it was me and him pretty much alone in the day room um, screaming about Scrabble up until the point when South softball started. So um, every morning we're playing Scrabble. And real quick, Shaka, Shaka, he, he went by Shaka Zulu. Shaka is a six foot three, 300 pound black man in prison with a 200 pound white boy. So I'm in, you know, I'm in prison with this dude. He's from Columbus, just like me. So we naturally hit it off. Uh, oh, also, um, Shaka, has, I guess, yeah, Shaka has cancer. So uh, Shaka has bone marrow cancer in uh, in a state prison. So he's receiving treatment, but he is pretty much at the like he he's in prison and has cancer. So this dude has nothing to lose. He what he could not be he could not be released from prison until his cancer was pretty much like free because you're a ward of the state. So essentially, the state has cancer until you cure that cancer. Or so nice. you have to t you have to make sure his illness is taken care of before you release him back out into society. That's unless, essentially their unless your entity dies. Exactly, he has to be fixed or dies. So right, he has exactly. nothing to lose. Exactly, yeah. So, so Shaka Khan has nothing to lose. Or Shaka Zulu, excuse me. Shaka Zulu has nothing to lose. So we're sitting there playing Scrabble one day, and uh, this, this, this dude walks up, and uh, naturally, you know, I don't know. Naturally, people with swastikas on their chest, people with swastikas on their face don't get... Don't get much attention from the black community. Uh, <laughs> they are not much liked by the black community, but they're tolerated. Uh, and in prison, you know, it's a certain respect you got to show other people. So uh, this was my Scrabble partner. Uh, <laughs> so every morning, well, again, just to reiterate, woke up screaming, uh, playing Scrabble because it got very fucking competitive. Um, this one day, me and Shaka are sitting there and we're playing Scrabble and we're getting kind of loud. And a dude who was new to the block came up, who had a swastika on his face. Uh, pretty much, he came up and started kind of, he kind of wanted to place himself into the into the game or wanted to just kind of maybe shoot shit or I'm not sure what his point of walking up was. But Shaka, again, with nothing to lose, again, being a ward of the state and cancerous, says, here you go with that white lives matter bullshit, aren't you? Which immediately to me, being a white man in prison, I say, you're going to get me fucking shot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> he, uh, some words were exchanged, you know, 
the dude ended up sitting down. I should reiterate, he had a swastika on his face. So this dude is extreme about his views. However, <laughs> however, when she, when when he sits down, Shaka says, "Here you go with that what lives matter bullshit." The only thing I remember is him saying, "Listen, man, it's all about respect around here. It's 2021." And he gets up and walks away. <laughs> that was the extent of the conversation. Now, let me tell you this. I don't think a man who has a swastika on his face has the right to say it's 2021, bro. No, he's still living in like 1939. <laughs> yeah, like you <laughs> cannot say it's 2021, bro. But um, I guess I guess the point of the story is, uh, I mean, Shaka, Shaka was a good friend of mine when I was locked up. Uh, but he did not give a single fuck about any race or creed or anything in there. He was the most transparent person, or maybe not transparent, but open, openly, like, not racist at all. Like, for real, this was the one dude in there that was like, I don't give a fuck if you're black, white, or Mexican. He was talking shit to black dudes that were racist. He was talking shit to white dudes that were racist. Granted, he was 6'3", and, or 6'4", fucking tall as shit, and, f like, big as fuck. So he kind of was able to talk shit to people. But, uh, I really thought I was going to get shot that day. That. <laughs> <laughs> At least stabbed. He said At he least stabbed. I really thought I was honestly going to get stabbed by some ABs for hanging out with a black dude. I don't know what prison was like before I got in there, but I know that people in there, are, I mean, there's some racist motherfuckers in there. There are some racist motherfuckers in there. But even the, listen, this is not me justifying shit and not justifying a fucking tattoo. But I met some fucking Nazis that got some real respect from black dudes from the streets and shit. I'm not saying that the symbol that you have on your chest means any fucking positive. But when 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 you're in prison, respect is everything. I was about to say. So that's why shock has scared me. Because when he when the dude sat down and Shaka started talking his shit, I wasn't worried about Shaki getting beat up. I was just worried about myself being jumped that was it and Shaka even told me he's like you don't have to worry I even told him like listen man you're gonna get me stabbed and he said you don't have to worry about shit now granted me and Shaka hung out pretty often but there were a lot of times when Shaka was not around and if there were a bunch of white dudes who were like uh you hang out with that black guy and he's loud as fuck we're about to beat your ass I mean I would have to unfortunately take that beating and tell Shaka to uh next time be closer yeah <laughs> <laughs>